0: Right, we're recording. We're sitting here talking to Mark Zepp. Good we, good to be here. We call him Big Again. Mark. Again. <laughs> Anybody that's met Mark knows why he's called Big Mark. He's yeah. We joke. Andrew, Andrew's like a small dude. And the first thing I say to, to Mark whenever he meets him, I say,
1: Andrew says he could kick your ass. <laughs> How tall are you, Mark? <laughs> Yeah, it's six eight three hundred. I'm I'm hard to miss. I guess, you know?
2: <laughs> That's what I told him. He's like, "Well, how will we know?" I'm like, "You'll know." Don't don't even worry about <laughs> you that. You just
1: look in the room and go look, for, look the for the teddy biggest teddy bear
2: in the room. Like he,
0: he's he's actually a nice guy, but if he, <laughs> if he if he wanted to put on a mean persona, put on some tats. Oh, we got those new tats,
2: dude. Let's we look. need to get him a neck tat from the the W tattoos. Oh, we got we go. got tattoos made this this
0: trip for the kids. So. We're over here in Wisconsin. we got Mark Zapp. Uh,
1: Mark's wearing a Garmin shirt. You you work at Garmin? Yes, sir. Yep. How long have you been at Garmin? Gosh, it's been probably a dozen years. It's really a, a longer story in that uh, I was... Uh, I came to Garmin through the Tritronics acquisition. Okay.
0: That was like it, 2011? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like right before the Alpha. Right.
1: So... Oh. Um, yeah, can and you talk w-
0: about, like, the Alpha Tr- Tritronics? What can you tell us about that whole – I mean, that was an well, interesting time for Garmin because they come up with a product launch. And-
1: it was an interesting time for Tritronics as well. Um, what made the acquisition so nice and smooth? Um, you know, Tritronics had been working on a tracking system as well at that time. And we had all the stem figured out real well. But we didn't have mapping, and at first, when you know, uh, when we were talking about the product, it would basically be like the Alpha Ten is now, where you you just you have a an arrow giving you distance and direction, right? Because um, Sport the time, Dog
0: came out first. Actually, Marco, yeah. over here going. Oh, we're going. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember talking to Sport Dog, and I was like, "If you don't have mapping." don't do it I mean, and they would take my call for i was a nobody to them they were like who is this guy and the tech one came out and i'm like whoever the, the poor soul that answered the 1-800 number i'm like <laughs> really I'm a, I'm a big deal you should you should know <laughs> don't do it without mapping you gotta have mapping i said just wait because i heard a rumor and and of course they released it without mapping and that product i don't i don't even know if they're still Dang. around i mean I, I every time we sold a sport dog <laughs> made i, a phone I call, call the person i'll be like do you really want this thing like i'm telling you i'd rather you're going to send it back to me and and i think we sold maybe three or four of them yeah. every freaking one of them came back to us and went to a garmin and i was like i tried to tell him in the beginning i'm like you're making a mistake so good for Tritronics
1: for not making that mistake, okay? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, I love hearing stories like this anyway. <laughs> no, it, you know, so it was, and at that time, Jerry Gonda, who was the owner of Tritronics, he was older, he had some health issues, uh, you know, he'd been in it since 1968, Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I think Garmin started to come around and uh, talk to all the companies about what's it going to take for, you know, to get STEM into the right. Astro product. And, um, of course, Tritronics already had that side of it figured out. It was it was done. Yeah. You got years you, you, and you years worth kind of work. Of the, I
0: don't yeah. know if you were the leader, but I know I went through, um, like, InnoTech Collar. I went through a bunch of crappy shock collar training systems. Try not to I'll use a political term yeah. word here. And E-collars. And it it really, what really sucked is I couldn't afford them in the first place. And so you'd buy this $100 system, $150 InnoTech system or whatever. And then it wouldn't work, you know, past, I mean, it's probably I to a little rock stick. You know, I can right. get a long <laughs> enough stick to work the same as that shot collar did. But, uh, it, but you were committed. Once you got the handheld and stuff, you felt like you lost, I lost the collar or lost the handheld. I felt committed to that system. So I, I probably spent, you know, $500 on buying a system I didn't like. Because I didn't want to start over. And I when I finally sure. started over with Tritronics, it was like, you bought it once and you were done. Yeah.
1: yeah, It's like my, I tell people, it's like, uh, like my grandpappy always said, you buy the best, you only cry once. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's the that.
2: truth. I use that a lot with people. It's like, yeah, it's more money up front sometimes, but you're way better off to spend good money once than bad money twice. Yeah. I mean, so, so, anyways, I interrupt you, but you got on Tritronics. They,
0: they were reputable. They, I mean, they were kind of, I don't know about market share stuff. I was pretty new to them, so I didn't know the...
1: Yeah, they they were the the, the Cadillac of mm-hmm. the industry. Yeah, okay. I mean, they, their products were higher, but they, they certainly yeah. uh, were known for superior quality right. and rough and tough stuff.
0: And so what were you doing
1: at Tritronics? Uh, I was in sales there, and of course we had lots of the big box accounts and lots of smaller accounts. Um, and I was... A little bit of my extension of the days uh, uh when I was at Wick Outdoor Works, mm-hmm. and uh, so I would, I didn't travel as when I was with Tritronics, I didn't travel to as many events, uh, dog yeah. events, as I I did at uh, at, at Wicks, We
0: definitely want to touch on that because you yeah, worked at Wick's, yeah, yeah, and I know. So that's that's a segment I want to get into on on that a little more detail. I'm not yep, finished yep. putting you in the uncomfortable seat with Garmin. But. <laughs> you got bosses. I had to send an email. I'm like, hey, Mark, if there's anything I can't talk about, let me know. And uh, they they gave me a clean slate. He goes, I'll just change the subject if if I can't. So I'm going to see if I can make big Mark squirm here in a minute. Uh, We'll talk about the Alpha 300. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to talk about that. that, uh, If anybody hasn't listened to us and knows our our April Fool's video, you were at Garmin for that. Oh, yeah. You weren't my, I didn't know you then. Correct. I had a different sales rep.
1: Well, I had people, dealers calling me and, and I'm in the industry. I'm pretty well known as, uh, shooting it to straight to folks. And, and so I had dealers calling me, I can't believe that you wouldn't (laughs) tell us about this product. I've known you forever and you've really let us down. I'm like, dude. What's today? That buddy guy's full of crap. <laughs> I like it's April first, right? They go, yeah, What's April first? I go, it's April Fool's Day, and then there would just be silence, just five or ten seconds of awkward silence. <laughs> well, you shouldn't let him do that. I'm like what? <laughs> they, oh, they didn't let like, me yeah. do that. <laughs>
0: How fast uh, did
2: your phone ring, buddy?
0: Oh, our phones turn on at seven thirty, right? I mean, and I mean, I'm talking seven thirty and twenty seconds. The phone's ringing in his garment. <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Okay, I don't know how this phone is because I remember it was two nights before, a night before we had the we had the video going, and we we edited that video down so much we, it was going to sure. be like a 15 minute video, and we're like, oh, it's got to be funny, So I yep. kept cutting it down, cutting it down, cutting it down, and just trying to get it at a tempo because I'm not a comedian, so you know what I mean like somebody who does that would know what they're doing, but I just knew I would watch other funny videos and I try to mimic it. And you get Jimmy and-, and I remember thinking, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen with Garmin on this. And I kind of <laughs> wanted to, I was scared. I was like, I want to ask about it, but I'm afraid they'll say no. And if they say no, and then I do it. And so I finally was like, I was like, F it. We're, we're going to just ask for forgiveness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we pushed the button and, and uh, yeah, we, we launched it. We didn't let anybody know about it. Yeah. That and- was good stuff. I didn't expect it to go that fast.
2: Yeah, <laughs> my phone was blown because I wasn't with you at that no. time. My phone was blown up like W's got it. I'm like, God dang it, he got us again. Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, but I always say the brilliant part of that, not to encourage other companies to do stuff like this to you guys, because it's not. <laughs> Let's it's make Mark's funny job hard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not funny the second time. the The brilliance of that, which I didn't expect, was um. Made my relationship with Garmin better because people knew me, and you know what I mean. Even sure. even like Steve Snell, you know what I mean. Like we're, we're buddies. Yep. now we can laugh about it. He's just like he was like, oh, who the hell was this buddy
1: guy? and, yeah, you and know, Steve Snell owns Gun Dog Supply. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah,
2: and uh, he's been on our podcast. Yeah, we had a good one with him. Yeah. So that part of
0: it, I, you know, I'll, I'll pick up the phone, you know, to Garmin and place an order and. And our rep wasn't, our inside guy wasn't available. So it'd be somebody else. Like, oh, I watched your video. It was cool. And so, so you had a relationship, you know, that's sure. the, the, that was the best part about that whole thing. And the other part was, is it, um, it brought us attention on the alpha 200 for
2: years. <laughs> it <was at> <laughs> Hit the ground at a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> I
0: think, I think you guys launched the 200 or the 100 win in 2012 or 2011.
1: Mm-hmm. I think I want to say.
0: And then it must've been a year after that is when I did the Alpha 200 and I was just kind of jumping in line to, to get some, some top. And we had people pissed off that they couldn't buy it for four,
2: $4 and one penny, you know, four one, which is the date Yeah, they didn't get it anyways. No, it went right over people's heads. I got so, a phone call like right before the 200 launched actually like th- that many years later, we were still getting phone calls. Oh, I saw this. 200 track master whatever and it's like that's an old video yeah. that's
0: the only uncomfortable part of the whole thing mark was is it got closer to the
1: real launch you know it came up right it came it started <laughs> it 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 refested it created itself. its whole new life again right <laughs> yeah and i'm <laughs> like oh, oh
0: this is because i knew by then it was a 200 And I felt like I should have got some licensing deal for that name. I I came up with that name, Mark. You tell your bosses
2: that I'm still waiting for my check. Just put the W dogs for the icons. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyways. um, So that was a fun time. Uh, But it got uncomfortable right before the 200 launch because it showed back up. And I'm like, this is cool, but I'm kind of uncomfortable now because now people are looking at me like, hey, that was funny like six years ago. It's not as funny now. not funny now." now. But anyways, that was good. Um, you. I want to finish up with Garmin here. Uh, We were choking about three hundred. We don't know anything about three hundred. <laughs> to this day, I didn't know anything about two hundred when we did it. But um, whenever I first found out that I was transitioning to, you're going to be my account manager or whatever they call mm-hmm. them, I was I was fighting against it. I was like, I don't want Mark. I didn't know you. I'd never I'd never talked to you. I was just like, I don't want Mark. And, and the reason for that was cause I was like, I want somebody who fights, for, you know, cause when these new products come out, I mean, I would hate your job. Like I really would hate <laughs> <laughs> you You do with all the dog guys, right? Right.
1: Right. I do only dog.
0: And so when some new product comes out, you know, TT 15 X is, for example, everybody's like, I want,
1: you know, th- as many as you can get me. Yeah, why, why did he get? Hundred and I only got five. Exactly.
0: You know because you you got to play this game, and even before allocation of a new product is like a game. It's
1: tough. I don't. um, I've got bosses that do that. I I can tell you they do a great job. It's a very fair process. Um, I got to look at it a few times because I thought, certainly, uh, you know, you're, you're in sales, so you always want all of your guys. On the S- same selling page. a lot, you know <laughs> and, yeah, and um, but really, there was nothing that I would have done differently when i when I looked at it when you look at the numbers, what's who's got what on order, and gosh, just lots of other factors it, it was always and to this day um I don't have any problems with it at all it's it's a very uh it's a very fair process it
0: was hard in the beginning it still is now um because like this year for 15 x's for example just talk about the allocation of 15 x's because we we you'll give us a heads up like hey we got these coming in how many do you want and we gotta sit there and go okay how many how many can we sell how many can we you know how good is the product going to be how much money do we got and then you guys kind of screwed us not you guys but covid
1: really it's a different time i mean the world's a different place than it was two years ago with, with all of these things. Yeah. Um, so as, you know, I mean, it's not just garment, it's just everybody and everything is, as far as finding enough parts and pieces to build things. Um, and you know, it used to be a thing where sometimes when you were talking about inventory and product that it would change weekly and, then day to day, but it, it's hourly. Yeah, I mean, things that you think that we've got a quite a, a bit of inventory coming in, and then you know, some irrelevant part or piece, <laughs> sure, <laughs> something you know, throws you know, a wrench a little, in it. I mean, it doesn't take it, it, only you know, it doesn't take much, and the next thing you know, I uh, you know the lead time on something goes from a week to twelve weeks or something like that. And, what, and what's it,
0: three months? I can't yeah. do math. Yeah, what's, Is that twelve yeah, weeks? 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I can tell you, our mini-collars are they're on the twelve <laughs> <Yeah>. week <laughs> side. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, we're just filling orders from November. You yeah. Know? It's, so it's it's and not only it's you know it's not only garment. I mean, it just. No. I don't care if you're in the boat business or yeah, it's bar, not even industry specific. The RV business or.
0: I had a buddy, because we were getting these Kydex holsters made for the 200s, and, and the guy, he told me, oh, I'll have them all January. And I didn't even listen to that, but I was just like, oh, cool. You know, it was, we ordered 150 or 200. I don't know what we ordered, but we're still, we got half the order. You know, like, and, and he's like, oh, I can't believe they're doing that. I'm like, dude, everything is freaking yep. labor, trying to get employees and labor. And, I mean, everything's messed up. And the hard part to wrap that back with allocation was – we had to allocate 15 x callers back in i don't know if it was january december i don't know when it was but it was like hey this is coming so when we didn't have any product and we're looking at back orders for everything it's like dude we and i remember just i remember i don't know if i told you i probably did and i was like just don't <laughs> screw me mike or <laughs> <laughs> mark <laughs> like you don't drop all this stuff before the 15Xs. And you right, guys yeah, did that. Yeah, you yeah. dropped everything. I mean, we're getting my American Express card. I, Hank. I joke. We call it Hank, is my American Express card. And Hank has leg days. And you guys haven't let up on his legs yeah. one day for a while. It's
1: like. Well, it's different time. You know, now that we. Our production is, is decent right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it just changes how you folks. Do business as well. Yeah, where you know in years past
0: we'd order a week or two worth of stuff.
1: Right, worth, worth of stuff, and we always had it. We could always ship it. Now you're trying to stock four months worth yeah. of inventory yeah. and keep keep that in because you just don't know if you don't have it, you can't sell it. Yeah. Obviously, and then if um, and it's the same the same on our side. If we don't have it, we can't sell it. So it, it's a it's been challenging times. Like I've never seen, and in, in, you know I've worked in the sporting dog industry of my entire life. It's
0: yeah, it's uh, it's weird. Like it's definitely you know people get upset or whatever because you know like dude I I don't tell you like I can tell you right now that my I I'm surprised how far my American Express went. You know what I mean to right. the to the tune of. There's, Shout out to American there's Express. Like, we, we, we haven't got a second comma yet, but I'm like, wow. They, they I don't know if I would trust myself that right. much, but but you know, we we got to pay it off, and then they jump it up, and and in the last month and a half, and I think some of it's because of the supply chain with the 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 boats and the you know everything about the supply chain is just screwed up, and so it's like finally after December whatever it was February March, things started opening up and. Boy, when stuff started coming in, like you said, we were ordering for, I and mean, we were getting orders from September that we ordered, Correct. Millions of dollars worth of stuff, right? And it just all starts lining up, and boy, you hammered my card before the fifty nexus. But he's just <laughs> making and unfortunately, it
1: rain. it's it. You know, a lot of that stuff is coming at the time when you do, really don't need it. Hunting yeah. season's over,
0: our slowest but time of the it's year. Yeah. Time yeah. like May but and you, June. But you
1: can't say no and not take it. So. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, like choking
0: down. Well, <laughs> just
2: like give me more. <laughs>
0: I, I joke. I was I was in the shop. I was joking. I said uh, we kind of bluffed Garmin a little bit on what we needed. You know, like not, not that what we don't need, but exactly what you said. I'm ordering four months worth of stuff because it's like ah, uh, sure. and I was like, oh, they're not gonna be able to send us all at once, you know. And so, and then you send it all at once, and I'm like, shit, this stuff's coming on a freight truck. This isn't UPS delivery. Do we-? <laughs> Go get the forklift. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's been it's been an interesting um thing. I. I don't even know. We'll see with the next couple months, you know. Because, like I said, it, it's yeah. it's really rough for uh, the. Um, uh, sorry, so we try to come into a room here. We're in a conference room here. Um, but I I think it's gonna work out good. I I wonder sometimes those little guys. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way I would have survived this.
1: Oh, I think it's been tough. It's been tough for everybody, but certainly the smaller guys. <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, you go th- three months without product, you don't have anything to sell during your busy season. That's uh, rough. That makes for tough times. Yeah. Well, and
2: you make decisions. I mean, as that little guy, who's glad I was not in that boat when all this hit. I'm glad I'm where I'm at because it's like you're scrambling. You're trying to feed a family. You're trying to make yeah. deals, and then you're minimizing profits. I, I mean, it just it's a compounding snowball of yeah. things working and against. And it affects
1: so much more than. You know, even the the, the regional hunts or yeah. kind of national events, um, you know, you just see a lot of dealers not attending those things. Uh, not only do they not have garment products, but, you know, it's boots, it's yeah. chaps, dog collars and le- all those things um, yeah. they're having a problem getting and they just feel like, well, we can. <clears throat> we can make as much staying at home as, as we can out there on the road.
0: Yeah. So through all that, I guess one of the things I can say was my reservations about you being my account manager <laughs> in the beginning where I was like, I want somebody to fight for me in those rooms. And, and I, I I always assumed, I was like, how could you divvy up if, if you got every single account rep and I'll just, I'll just pick on Steve Snell. I mean, we're good. We're friends now, but. You know, what I mean, my always thought was is I'm fighting against Steve for allocation. You know what I mean? And and I'm like, if, if you're my account rep, I I'm not stupid, Mark. I know <laughs> that as soon as you hang up with me, you're telling, oh Steve, you got I got you taken care, of, buddy. I mean, you, whatever. You got to play that game. You know what I mean? Like, and I was smart enough I, to realize. Yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I do, but I, I mean, I think I shoot it to straight. Everybody, just straight. Here's how it is. Oh yeah, this is what we're looking at. I I, I try to. It's uh, because I'm a dog guy myself um, and I don't have a lot of outside interests. I mean, I, in my life, and I've done this my whole life, the people who are under my wing, the people who I look after, um, it's much, it's, it's not just business to me. It's a very personal yeah. thing. And uh, I mean, I, I, I have sleepless nights over some of this stuff when you know what's coming and and um, and how tough it's going to be for everybody. It's just not, not a deal where I just, you know, punch yeah. out at five o'clock. I tell guys, you you call me 24 hours a day if I'm in the shop, my phone's there, I'll pick up and I, you know, I do it. Uh, guys will call me at midnight or two in the morning or something and say, Hey, because I know uh, the the strains of having your own business and, and, um, but yeah, I fight for all my guys, uh, hard and, um, I, I want everybody who's under my wing. I want everybody to be successful. I mean, the more successful you guys are, the more successful. I look, um, and, and, um, uh. well, you're, and that's
0: one of the things I that for my business that flourished was I connected the customer to the corporation. There's a middle, there's a middle there, right? Cause, cause the Garmin, most people at Garmin, I mean, don't have hunting dogs. You know what I mean? Like, Correct. I, I would, I was really impressed when I went to Olathe, how much, oh, be careful, but outdoors influence there was i guess sure. you know what i mean like um you guys got to toe the line you know you, I mean, you sell to everybody and so you can't just niche down to one segment you know so you gotta have that but but i felt comfortable as, as a hunter in in garmin you know what i mean like yep. it, it wasn't that it was it's always out there but i was like enough people had that influence inside that i was like okay these are these are good dudes right but they weren't I mean, not in the dog hunting world you know what i mean like I I don't know who, but you may be the only one. I don't know, and I don't really care to know, but I was able to bridge that gap, you know, between dog hunter and corporation, and I think that's kind of what you're doing also is is because you're connected to the person, the customers, the lifestyle, you get it. I mean, they, I don't think a lot of people really get how much dogs are a part of our lives, you know?
1: No, I would agree with, with that. I, I would just... You know, if I've been at Garmin, let's say a dozen years now, um, I'm blown away every time I go out there. If I go out there, whether it's once a year or, or four or five times a year, uh, there's just highly impressive people that mm-hmm. work there. Yes. Um, and ev- they're everywhere. Like yeah. they are
0: some bright people. Like, I mean, really it's, it's, smart. it's
1: really, it's really nice. You know, we, we make a bow site, we make. Obviously, aviation equipment and automotive equipment, running watches, uh, marine products. But from, I think every place you go in those segments, there's people as passionate about, you know, Let's say the archery world yeah. or the marine world, as I am about the dog world, right. so you have all of these people who their life revolves around whether they're riding a bike um or whether they're running marathons or and they're they're experts in in what they do yeah. and um, it's really an, an amazing thing yeah. it really is I mean I feel very fortunate it's uh quite some how things have worked out over the years, uh, for me. And, uh, I was a kid that grew up in Southern Ohio and loved coon hunting and loved, the uh, predator calling. And, um, if you would have ever thought, you know, you could make a living out of doing dog work and doing things around the, the hunting world, uh, you know, yeah. people would have told you no, but I mean, I had to travel a lot more and sacrifice quite a bit, uh, uh, Um, but it, it's, it's paid off. It really has And I, and I think that, you know, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have a job. I love the people that I work with that, that I love the dealers that I, that I work with. I mean, I, I don't just like them. I I love them. I mean, I really am passionate and I really, I mean, I want them to do extremely well. I want everybody to be selling lots of product and be successful yep. yeah
0: yeah I, no i get that about you so
2: it's a unique thing though i mean i'm sure you feel the same way buddy like i was just talking with danny on the way up like my family thought i was absolutely nuts when i said oh yeah i'm just going to start selling dog collars you know and then here we are how many years later and yeah. it's like yeah like i lucked out I, I fell into something that i had a real passion about it makes it easy in in some aspects and I think right. the customer, the, the customer group that we have that, you know what I mean?
0: Sure. Now, Salt some the that I'd people. Like, yep. Yeah, if you have a list of dealers you want me to hand customers to, I got a few of them. They'll be like, you can have this one. You can, have-. there's not many of them. I'll be, I'll be honest. There's not very many at all, but man, there's a couple of times. We don't I'm fire like, too many customers. I don't really, I don't really care if I keep this customer or not. If they're, if they're just a-holes to, it's like, man, it, it, those, those guys just make our lives hard. I'm like, I don't. Especially on our staff. But, but 99.9% of our customers are just awesome. You talk to them. You know, hey, how's your dog doing? Or whatever it is. And you. I don't know of another industry. And I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of experience with other industries. But it's that well connected that we have such a common theme. You know what I mean? You can walk in and, you know. That's I'll, just I'll, deep-rooted. Yeah. So, And you. So. Anything else on Garmin? Well, I didn't want to make a podcast. About no, Garmin,
1: that's fine. I, I, it
0: was supposed to be a, a, a five-minute deal, and now we're at 27 minutes. This is how this rolls, Mark. Yeah, yeah. uh, no comment on the 300. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right. Um, the 400. Uh, so, anyways, uh, let's talk about so – I want to touch on Tritronics, and I want to touch about – Wix, Wix sure. Outdoor. So some of the new guys may not even know what Wix Outdoor is, but we we'll <laughs> have a it lot. Was a catalog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we have a lot of customers that probably. I mean, they remember Wix, and, and I was one of them. That's where I bought sure. all my hound supplies before W. And uh, so I want to talk about those two things. But tritronics how how did you get started in tritronics What
1: was that we before should, or after Wix? Uh. It was after we should. Okay. I, I think it makes more sense to start at Wix, and that you know, when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, uh, I would write John letters about dog training advice.
0: Did he have his book out?
1: He did not at that point. Okay, yeah, so this you was just before. That. How did you know about him? Um, <clears throat> I in outdoor life, there was a um, used to be a little ad. For Full Cry Magazine, yeah. subscribe to the Full Cry Magazine about coon hunting. And uh, so uh, my grandfather always got outdoor to her life. And, and uh, so I sent the money in, whatever the subscription was at that time. And John had a column in there, question and answer on training. So uh, that was my first introduction. To John Wick and Linda Wick, uh, and you know they were just making chaps at the so time. You were,
0: you were writing notes like stamp, like
1: yeah, yeah, no email or not email. <laughs> and <laughs> no, I no, still no, have so I
0: like uh, Facebook Messenger. <laughs> there no, was none no, of that. It was just
1: I still have a bunch of those letters, oh, really? you know, and and um, and from lots of my childhood heroes back. Then, which were all dog guys, we're all coon hunters, right. Um, you know, some guys grow up and their heroes are football players or baseball players, mine were coon hunters, and yeah. you know, I'd have stud dog ads taped up all over my bedroom, and just thought, and you know, and and then when I ended up going to Wix and, you know, you meet all these people who were your heroes and eventually become friends with them and that kind of, it's just, you, you can't even make it up. But, uh, you know, going to work for, for John, let's say I was out of college at that point and I had, I had got, I, I had bought his book and then I graduated from college and uh, I took a job with- Or was your degree- Biology. I tried to get into vet school for a couple of years. Just didn't have. Just wasn't smart enough. Just. Yeah. I, I don't know if I wasn't smart, and I just, I just, I just couldn't handle school. I hated. I hated every second of school. Whether it was. <laughs> I just really didn't like school, and right. I just wanted to be. We coo- all talk about it. I wanted to be coon Hunt, <laughs> I
0: just. <you> know, <laughs> I don't
1: you want know, to like talk about it. it. You know, I, I just. <laughs> uh, and, and so I it, it. I I got out of college, and I my first. Job was with um, Vigortone Ag Products, and um, I'd been there a couple months, and I got a coon. I was living in Michigan, in the thumb of Michigan, and and uh, and calling people from ads that hound ads from Michigan and going coon hunting with them at night. Um, but I. I subscribed to Coonhound Bloodlines and um which I had on and off for several years. And there was a half page help wanted ad in there from Wick Outdoor Works and they had just built their new building and were expanding and How um, big of that how big a building? I want to say it was was it 60 by 250 or 40? That's a big Wow, a big, big, big place, yeah. It's a big place. And um so before that they just kind of run it out of their
2: garage garage was that manufacturing they were doing the manufacturing in the same building
1: right right and um so i wrote john and you know i didn't hear back from he and linda and um well i guess i did hear back and from them from that initial um request and then i did then when i followed up and and um I didn't hear back from him and I just kept calling him and calling him. And calling him. I said, yeah, I'm your guy. I'm your, you know. And, <laughs> At and, some point I can tell you. I'm going to wear it, him let it, down. Let Get a chance. <laughs> wear I'm him like, down. down. You know, and, and, um, I just wore him out, I guess really was, um, was the truth. And, and, um. You know, for me, it would have been like, uh, you know, Wick was like the Bon Jovi of coon hunting, and then yeah. uh, I'm suddenly, you know, able to go in. And You're a roadie. Play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or or be, you know, uh, his right-hand guy. And um, it was a dream come true. I, um, <clears throat> all of that. I mean, that was such a special time in my life and uh, I was I was single I traveled a lot I went to every major beagle coon dog bird dog event um, some retriever events and I really it was kind of a 10 day a week job I tell I tell folks and it really wasn't because they were you know they would say hey you, you know you should take this day off I I just didn't you know growing up on a farm um you had a really good work ethic my my dad was like hey you know uh, there, there there's no days off here man yeah, no. Like, you know you you, know, you you're just you're just going to work so i was used to that it wasn't anything like me working at, i i think the first I think the first year and a half. I mean, like literally every day of the week, I worked and yeah. I had and it was maybe like for you too week, probably, so It was great. Sense. I mean, it wasn't like it's really kind of like my job now. It, it's not really work. I mean, when you love what you do, right. uh, and you can be a part of something that you really love. I mean, I think that's the that's the key to life, right? yeah. really. Um, you know, having to go into guys that have to go into a factory job and they hate every. Second of it. I've been really fortunate in that uh, the jobs that I've had, I've, I've, I've loved it. There's, there's times obviously that, uh, any of it gets, uh, gets old, but, um, uh, I, I've been super fortunate that way.
0: Yeah. When, when about were you, do you know about what years you worked at Wix?
1: I want to say 88 to 98, roughly. Yeah. Uh, 80. Yeah. I mean, that would be, that would be, yeah. yeah. So, it was about a 10 year stretch and yeah. um and
0: uh so what about wix do you if you look cuz i always say if if wix was around they'd be a key player like if, if they would have if they would have pivoted if they would have got online if they would have yeah would have it was right before all that was
1: going on mm-hmm. you know you were right the there internet in the was was new but i think
0: for so that 96 <laughs> 95 that's when things yeah. really started and you think um they just weren't, they didn't want to, they just were too busy. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a ton of reasons probably why, but what do you think being in that, you know, that, that mindset that they didn't make the transition, why are they not around today?
1: Well, in that time frame, when I left Wix, I took two years off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really kind of lived out of my van, hunted out West, uh, predator calling coyotes, um, started my first DVD. Uh, in that process, the first of four that we did, um, but in that same time frame, uh, my parents were divorced after almost forty years, of, and John and Linda got divorced, and I. So obviously, life changes. Those are yeah. big, um, huge changes, and and um,
0: and imagine if you go through that. Like it's easy to think about on a ten thousand foot level, but when you're at the ground. And you go through something like that, like the business can can be lacking. You know, what I mean, you're you're focused, and your your thoughts are other places probably.
1: So, you know, at that point, Linda was running the business, and Monica and it was, was oh, their, their, their daughter, daughter, and was was running the business, and John was kind of out at that point, and um, you know, that's a lot when you have twenty, thirty, forty people working for you. Yeah. Um, and you're Sixty years old, um, and you've been doing that. I mean, they they lived very simply, and they they worked. It's not like they took vacations and uh, drove uh, fancy sports cars around and that kind of thing. I mean, their life was. You know, I tell people if I work ten days a week, they work thirty days a week. Yeah. You know, it was just not. It was uh, work, 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 work. And, 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 uh, you know, they had done that for 30 years. That's what it takes to really build a business yeah. that was yeah. that big, that was that strong. And, uh, um, yeah, but, but at the
0: same point,
1: and, and this is where
0: for me, I'm like, I can't, I don't want to be in that position. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want my freedom. I want to go hunting. And so I'm really, my, my, my focus is to build a good business But I always joke, I do it for the gas money. (laughs) I mean, I do it so I can have some (laughs) gas to go hunt. And right now I got to pay twice as much gas money. I think
1: John was, I I would just say this, you know, John was hunting Mm -hmm. and going to, you know, he was hunting competitively in my early years there and uh, was doing a bunch of hunting. Um, But Linda loved to sew, Right. And, um, oh, that's where all the clothing
0: came from, right? Okay,
1: you know she 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 liked sewing, and uh, that's how all that started. Really, was the
0: clothing? Because I never did the clothing like out, out yep. where we were. It was always the collars, you know. Yep, the, uh, yep wildlife tracking, collars yep, and, mm-hmm, and yep. blue box. What was so if you rough sewing or you know jackets, bibs, snake bibs, boots, whatever it was you guys made versus tracking equipment? How much? Percentage-wise of the business was... was I don't know.
1: Of course, you know, tracking systems were basically a $1,000 a pop. Yeah. So imagine the numbers was, added up pretty quick. You so those numbers were good, but I mean, still, everybody needs a coat. Yeah. Everybody needs boots. Everybody needs a and light. I imagine you, those you, are good money makers. You right? know, and so uh, it 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 all was... K- kind of want, and
2: you had to have them hand in hand
1: yeah and it was still you know i think when they first started that you look back at like the fur industry as well and what how things have changed yeah. there where you know tritronics units when i was a kid they were 445 dollars and they weren't a fraction as good as what Right. The units, what a right. $250 unit is now, mm-hmm. you know, and $445 is a lot more money back then yeah. than what 250 is today. Um, but when you, you could go out and tree, you know, a bunch of raccoons in a night or two and, and pay something. for your Tritronics unit or yeah. pay for... A bunch of this st- stuff that you were using, it was different. So you know, people on the hound side of things always say, "Well, our sport is declining; kids are doing this and that." And I agree with that. There's certainly some truth to that, but I would just say, you know, in the late '70s and early '80s, when raccoons were twenty to fifty dollars a piece, um, that would be two hundred dollar raccoons today. Wow. And if we had two hundred dollar raccoons every day, gone kid would be out there coon hunting, <laughs> you just kind of like well, how it was back then. Yeah, you okay.
0: you got more reward number one. Yeah, I get see that. So
1: so now, even now for me, you know, when it's you're sitting there on your couch, and and I've I I, I, I you know, raccoons are two bucks a piece or something now, so they're, not worth uh, fleshing for, for a good. Yeah, they're and the the, poli- the politics of of our time enter into that with what's going on with Russia and and you know their invasion of Ukraine their invasion of Crimea back in 2014 which caused the the market crash with the sanctions and uh you know all of our fur our fur market is all goes to overseas and to european countries obviously so with sanctions on China and that they've put on that, that, the fur trade and on, yeah, on Russia, we, we, we will probably never see those ga- those days again. Um, yeah. And right or wrong. But anyway, when you, when you think about some of those days when, uh you know, lights were, coon hunting lights were 200 to $400. And, uh, that seemed like a lot of money, but you also knew that you could pay for that or pay for a year's worth of, a couple feed, of nights feeding, of hunting. Feed, feeding a couple dogs through the year and that kind of thing. And so all of that, you've, you've got to really be, you've got to really want it now. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was
2: a return on investment right, before. And right. now it's like personal fulfillment, I feel like, <clears throat> more right. than anything.
1: But, you know, but when I, but the internet really was, all that stuff was new. Uh, when right. I was at Wix, it wasn't, you weren't trying to get products on. You weren't <laughs> trying to get products online. We... Uh, we did a, ca- a yearly catalog. They did a yearly catalog and sent that out, and uh, that's where they got business from. That and their their magazine ads, you know, monthly ads. And you see. So, now, at what
0: point do you think? Um, who were the big players back then? Those Wicks, Boatmans.
1: Yeah, Bill Boatman, the late Bill Boatman. And you don't hear about
0: him anymore. I mean, that that one. I yeah, found they an sold. old catalog. Yeah, Mr. Boatman passed
1: away. Uh, a dozen years ago or so, and uh, the company's gone. Nightlight, yeah, Nightlight was, yeah, night was big, here. obviously, with their hot light and their lights that they sold back then. So
0: Nightlight would be the one that I think made the transition. Is there any others that made the transition over the internet? I
1: don't, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. it always just
0: intrigues me, and it just it makes me. Owning what I've done, it always makes me think. You know what? What's that next step? What? Because I don't, you know, I, I I don't like school either. You know, <laughs> or whatever. It's like, eh. and so I don't have a degree in business. I got hard knocks. I school got a bunch hard of mistakes knocks. Yeah. that I'm like, don't make that mistake. But what I'm really trying to do is learn from other mistakes. And so I, I always just that's why I was asking the questions like what What happened that they didn't make that
2: transition? So well, did what, they want to? I mean, like with the personal not. relationships, <laughs> like john and uh, like i i used boatman's that's the first place i ordered up until you know modern times but like did they want to make that pivot or did they want to keep it like they had something going that worked i, I just and, think
1: you know i think that um when they when the marriage ended the business
2: yeah
0: it took second back seat and just yeah. to, the
1: business basically ended yeah you know and i and i for a from the outside looking in, oh, you know, man. and and then you you don't have anybody who. I'm just surprised somebody
0: didn't buy them out or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, uh,
1: I think they'd work so hard to keep their name, to keep that Wick name associated with quality that they didn't want to see somebody come in and yeah, and, for sure. and move all those products, let's say, overseas and yeah. and cheapen the quality of the name and. You know, it was a big business, and... Do you
0: think I could get my... Because they used to, when you call up, you'd be like, hey, can I get a tracking caller? And you could dodge my numbers. I don't know how many cards you guys had, but you had one... (laughs) Well, that was a file
1: by state and then by customer, and... So it was by state first? mm Yep, and then we would keep, you know, on a little index card where all of the caller numbers written down, what you know, 217, 113. Right. You know, so we had all yeah. those numbers written down.
0: So we. Who do you think has, do you think that they're around? <laughs> they're um, in the Smithsonian. Gosh, good guy, Can I get I mine? I, I, just yeah. want, I just want mine. That's yeah. all I want is I want I want to frame mine on a yeah. on a paper. Uh, I, I should, we should ask John next time we talk. We yeah, dogs, do that. Wouldn't that be cool to like yeah. go back and see what. Yeah. I mean, I I, I got dogs on there, you know. I'll be like, oh that was copper's collar oh you know what I mean like yep. I couldn't remember my I don't I know O fifty five was my copper dog you know what I mean I mostly
2: because I had to track that little bitch all the time <laughs> that was the one that was <laughs> always making us late for everything it's one of my you
0: <laughs> didn't work on she would know the distance even when you got tritronics she would know this dog would know what the range of her shot collar was because she yep. would go silent and and be like oh no she's coming back. You know, with a beep, beep. You know, not with Garmin. That wouldn't happen. Now with Garmin, fix yeah. okay. yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to go back and retry this dog with this problem. But you'd be sitting there and you just waiting at the truck, like, oh, she's coming back. You know, she, I, I got her. I, I nicked her. She's shut up, and, and then all of a sudden, you just hear at the top of the ridge, Doo! right over the ridge, just like just double awesome. middle fingers up in the air, give me it just opened up again. I'm like, well, she's out of range now. So, anyways, I, I remember O55 because I tracked that dog a lot. <laughs> but I'd like to see that card. That'd be cool. Um. Cool. So you, uh, what other like you? A lot of shows at Wix. I mean, what was oh it like yeah all back the then? major,
1: all the major hunts. You know, you started in. GM. What was the
0: worst thing about working at Wix? I, I don't.
1: I don't know that there was. You know, all my memories are really good memories. Really? Um, from there. That um, says a lot. You know, uh, it was a special time of life. So, probably the worst thing was. Leaving. Really? Yeah. You know, well, I you mean, to be truthful to because I, I didn't really want to do that, but I didn't really feel like I had. A future. I, I, I do not you know, I had tried to buy into the business a couple of times, but, you know, gosh, I was 35 by then. You know, I wasn't like. Right. Some snot nosed 18, 20 year old kid. And, um, you know, you just, that was my. Wick Outdoor Works was my whole life. Mm-hmm. And um, it really took me a couple of years to reprogram from that. <laughs> I know even when I went to Tritronics, uh, gosh, I'd been at Tritronics for a couple of years and there was times that I would answer the phone and I would say, Hello, Wicks and <laughs> I'm like, my goodness, the love of God, can you get it out of your head? You That's not um, but uh, yeah, I mean probably the because I loved John and Linda. I love him now right. um and and uh and I did and I did then you know they were how is John doing you know, John had some uh had a stroke uh 5 years ago or so um so he's got some congestive heart failure issues right. so um his health is not the best but uh, you wouldn't know that talking to him while you would think uh, he's got the world by the hind end you know uh right. and and uh so he's always been a real positive, optimistic guy. But uh, he's hanging in there and and fighting a good fight. And I know Linda's doing well. I I I try to um, uh, speak to both of them fairly regular. I don't do as good a job with Linda as I do well with, with either one of them. You yeah. know, life gets in the way, and you. Oh yeah. Um, it's different now. You know, I'm uh, I'm married, and we've got a 16-year-old son, and um, you know, I have those responsibilities that, uh, I tried to stay away from for a lot, a lot <laughs> of years in my life. You know, all of my buddies are grandparents many times over, you know? Right. And, and, um, you know, I didn't get married till I was in my, my forties. And, and, um, and of course that you, once you have a, once you have a, a, a child, whatever your, your life changes, I think yeah. for, for the better, you know, I, mm-hmm. um, uh, if I had known, our son's name is Wyatt. My wife's name is Amber. I, I tell folks if I would have known how much fun having that kid kid was, I would have kept my wife barefoot and pregnant for ten years. <laughs> but I just got started a started lot earlier. I we just got started too dead gumly. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's cool. So you, uh, you told you, know, you pretty much had to tell John you were you're heading west or what, what was the?
1: I just oh. Uh, We had just come to agreement that, um, the show circuit started at Grand American, Mm -hmm. um, in January, and it was really, there was a lot of, uh, hound events and beagle events until the first week of May, which was black and tan days. Now there was some breed events after that, but it got warm and, you know, it was... Summertime, and you, you didn't sell much. But I, I just asked for a leave of absence. I just I um, felt like that was probably, you know, and I just needed to some time to figure out what I wanted to do. Yeah. um
0: Did you think just personally, you just looked and and at your future or something? You're getting an age where you're like, man.
1: Well, that's it. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I just felt like, um, hey, it's time. I can't so just. If keep- you would
0: have bought in, you think. Your life would have been different. You would have made that transition. Yeah, but
1: I—absolutely. I I mean, it would have, but I mean, I think uh, that was not God's plan. Yeah, no. (laughs) All right? I mean, all of these things happen—all of these things happen for a reason. You can—I think anybody can look at their life and pick a hundred things of— if I would have done this, yep. my life would have been different. I mean, I never wanted to leave Warsaw, Ohio. We had a 1,000-acre farm um, in the best whitetail deer county in the state. Um, I loved it there. Um, but, you know, this coon hunting thing was, was uh, it a, it. a big deal to we me. We always,
0: always talk about the fact that sometimes you can go back to, like, a dog. You know, if you if you go back through your dog's... Sometimes you can find that one, a a dog makes your decision in life. Take, you know what I mean? So whether it was your first dog, it may not have been your first, you know, but something that dog changed the trajectory of your life where you might have gone this way, but because of that dog, you know, whether you fell in love with it. Well, I
1: think even, you know, and to to take it even farther back, like in high school um, we had a summer reading project where you had to, read a couple of books this was like going into my freshman year of high school and um i always liked the outdoors and uh you know there was like 50 books on there to read but one of them was where the red fern grows which i thought was just about trees i go well at least this will be something about about the nature you know I, i mean i had no idea what it was about and um so just reading that book changed my life I mean I um my grandparents had a 40 acre farm in Wellington Ohio you know so I fished and I trapped and uh one of the guys around there had some hounds Jerry Brzee and I was always fascinated by that but once you know even by that you know, reading that book, it just totally changed my life. Yeah. So y- y- you can go back to that. I would. You
0: go through the cycle in that book where he gets him. He, yeah. I mean, like. and you don't you don't realize that that cycles a
2: long freaking time right (laughs) you can read it so quick but yeah yeah. like
0: oh yeah you go through this step and that step you know it's like on page two they're already working on this stage and it's like dude that takes months
2: yeah go back and read it now and it's like a whole different perspective
0: read read like one sentence and then wait a couple days (laughs) read the next sentence and wait a couple days that's how slow this stuff goes sometimes
1: yeah it's uh so it's crazy just you know all all of those things if uh had i stayed in missouri of course my uh my life if i had stayed in ohio my life would have been different had i stayed in missouri my life would have been different yeah um <clears throat> but it was when i went to tritronics
0: so did you so when you left wix you took you take a couple years off to hunt? i
1: took a couple years off i really it was what almost to, to de to deprogram i always um when I grew up, I always coon hunted till it snowed. And then when it snowed and got so cold, you couldn't coon hunt. I started predator calling, fox calling. And of course, you know, back then red fox were 70 bucks, 80 bucks a piece. That was, you know, you just felt like you'd won the lottery. Um, And so that was a big passion of mine. When I went to Missouri, I continued with that. There was, coyotes out there that was the first time I'd been in real coyote country and you know when what when your passion uh becomes what you do for a living uh it 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 changes things also yeah and um I was so involved in the the sport of coon hunting and and uh so it was like predator calling was my kind of get a was then. your vacation. And so yeah i i had um <laughs> I I I bought the van for that that I traveled with uh, it, at Wix, uh, in a in a tra- in the trailer that what was kind at Wix. It? it was a Ford uh, oh, three hundred and fifty, just a, <laughs> a ten, you know, Yeah, uh, we had, had a one. big four hundred and sixty in it. Old man, just ten, <laughs> 10 walls. I had that thing, you know, taped up.
0: I'm going to tell carpet you a story. Squares. You, I want to hear about van stories, but I, we uh, we had one of those for elk camp. And it was yellow, school bus, yellow, ugly son of a bitch. Anyways, we were, there's a old fella named uh, Mike Ellsworth up there. We were elk hunting, and it snowed, like, 10 inches that that night. So we we're it was, like, four of us crammed in that thing sleeping. One got the hole, you know, the step. <laughs> we shoved as much jackets and stuff in there to fill the step up. Anyways, it had a loose starter wire, right, on the solenoid. And so in the morning, to start it up, you, uh, you had to go, someone had to cram underneath it and wiggle the wire while somebody... Key, you know, keyed it on. So my dad, he is underneath that. You know, we're talking eight-inch fresh. No, he's underneath the wiggle in the wire, and, and I'm at the ignition. You know, okay, try to start it, and here comes Mike Ellsworth buying an old uh, Land Cruiser, and he goes god damn them are some cold camp sons of bitches are sleeping <laughs> underneath the van <laughs> <laughs> so our, <laughs> our elk camp name is cold camp from that, <laughs> from that day forward he's like you guys are called cold camp <laughs> that's funny so anyway that, that's yeah. why i was asked about the van i i, I can relate man the, the sleeping in that thing well, I you didn't know for
1: two years yeah, two that years was like two and then you know uh the crazy thing was and I was telling you, breakfast was just, you know, uh, when I was in Montana and Wyoming, uh, like in the afternoon or early evening, I'd be coming back from hunting. I would just pull up to a high school and take a shower, you know, just walk, just walk in walk there in. and and just, you know, you just think of how much our lives have changed since then. Um, you
2: don't get away with that now. Yeah, I mean, they look you, at you funny. You
1: can't even get into a school without... 10 forms of id and,
0: and especially uh, with a big what color van was it tan tan yeah it's yeah. a, a free on the side of it that. dude they'd be oh. like who is this You'd be all over every every yeah. tv show every yeah. facebook page it says you know this guy has <laughs> your van there with, yeah those books? were
1: all the, it was a it was a great couple of years doing that um but when i I tell folks when I got done doing that I didn't care if I called another coyote in my life either. I've always been kind of a a monomaniac, so whatever I'm doing. I'm like all in, all in. And, and doing it, but you, you, um I got to to study and learn from some really top coyote guys, top coyote callers, and like I said i uh began filming our first my first coyote calling video then and it was uh it was a great time that that was a great time and then uh from there I went to um tritronics and and it was funny i um i had been to Tritronics maybe uh three or f- three months or so, and they sent me to a course in town Because uh, i didn't i knew all about dogs and I knew all about you know, all the dealers, but I didn't know how to run a computer like yeah. outlook or word or any of that. So they sent me to, uh,
2: school a, computer for school, dummies class.
1: Yeah. <laughs> at, at, across town. And, you know, the first day in there that I was in there, I, um, I saw this gal in there and that, you know, that was six one and really pretty. And I, I talked to her a little bit and, uh,
0: <laughs> Come out of the van, hey, baby. Well, it's, see my it's, van.
1: It's funny in that um, she would tell me years later that you know she and a girlfriend and one of her girlfriends watched me walk out of that place, and they said uh, he did not just get into that van. <laughs> <laughs> Damn but, it! But Damn uh, it. He, he presented yeah. himself so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you but yeah, that. I you know it was funny in that um, I just knew. When I met her and I had a couple of phone conversations, I told my buddies after that, I I, I said, I, I met this girl and I'm going to marry her. They were like, what? Like, <laughs> have you even gone out? I'm like, no. You've been I, on the mountain too I'm long, like, Mark. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, and I was, you know, like 42 or something. Then. It wasn't like I was some starstruck kid, but I was, you know. Yeah. I, I met my wife there and I thought, oh, I just, I just knew, you know. And, mm-hmm. And uh, but some of my buddies that I traveled with, you're like, you're gonna what? Have you <laughs> lost your mind? They go, I'm just telling you, I just know. And so I'm selling uh, the van. I'm yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She couldn't wait. We got married, and she couldn't wait for me to get rid of that thing. i want to tell you. <laughs> but, uh, oh
0: man! So it was like with two years. Did you love predator calling. Yeah. And and then how did you get a job at Tritronics?
1: Well, we were. When I was at Wix, you and all these g- things that four
0: hundred and sixty run out of gas.
1: All of these things, you know, kind of tie together. Mm-hmm. And that when I was at Wix, I had gone out to Tucson, um, oh, to meet with Tritronics. and I met the guy who would be my boss, uh, the Colonel Bob Peterson, a just a great, a terrific uh, human being, a great, uh, a great guy. We're friends, dear, dear friends to this day. He and his wife Marilyn. But um, my what's the best way? My parents had gotten divorced. My parents had retired to Arizona. They had gotten divorced. I and I had I told my mom I would help her through all that. It was a a, uh, a month or two of court work and right. and um, I went down to Tucson. Um, just I thought I had just started to write then I. And I thought, well, I'll go down and do a, a story on um, Tritronics. And I'll, and so I talked to my, bo- my Bob that I that I knew. And he we visited for 60 seconds. And he looked at me and he goes, What are you doing right now? I said, Well, nothing really. I've just been hot in the last, last two years. And he goes, Do you need a job? And I said, Yeah, I do. I said, As a matter of fact, I do. Funny you ask. Yeah. And he said, Well,. Uh, Let's let's get this thing going then. Let's let's. Did you 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 just like do you think he he
0: thought that you were there asking for a job, or do you <laughs> I
1: don't. I don't think so. Really? No, you I think don't it think it was so. just natural. Just. I think it was just, it, just one of those deals again. Like I said, the, the, some of these things, how your life changes, yeah. uh, by meeting somebody or, um, whatever the whatever the plan is, and. And it just seemed like a logical choice to me. Yeah. Um, and I would say even when I left Wix, there was no hard feelings. When I when I came back from that two year time, I I talked to John and Linda again about going to work yeah. for, for them. But I just um, I just said, you know, I can't. This can't be like how it was before. Yeah.
0: And you had a reset, and you kind of it was like, yeah, prioritize you know, a different and, stage and, of life.
1: And, and and um, I
0: found this girl.
1: But but <laughs> well I hadn't found her yet, but I just you know, then I but, but, but at the same time have. that was going on, I had I had already talked to Tritronics. Yeah. And I just felt like, you know, as I as I thought about things, um
0: You said a circle back to
1: And I thought, you know, I I think I had spent so much time out west by then that I really liked seeing the sunshine every day. <laughs> and I really liked I was somebody in the, in the hound world, but I wanted to be somebody in that predator world. Mm-hmm. And I was un, virtually unknown. Nobody, you know, had heard of me or, or knew me. Now we, you know, now we have a line of calls that we sell to Cabela's and Bass Pro and Sports Warehouse and lots of other yeah. dealers. Um, um, and, but I, I, I just so it wasn't that I wanted that attention. I just loved that. And I felt like I had run a camera. I'd done photography before there really at that time, wasn't any good videos out um, on the predator calling. Randy Anderson had done one or two, but the camera work was terrible. And and when we came in with that first one, it was just, it was, uh, it was much different than anything else that was on the market. I think that's for sure. Yeah. So,
0: so, so you were doing videos and, and, How do you, come, I mean, I'm not giving any secrets away, but how do you make a damn predator call? Like what, 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 what well, inspires you? Look at, you? <laughs> well, you,
1: my grandfather bought me a lot of calls okay. from the time I was a kid. So you just a kid.
0: looked at and, them and seen how they're made and.
1: And, and, and I would say this, you know, you, the, f- the first call that he bought me was a, a fox crow call. and. And I, I mean, I couldn't tell you why he bought it. I mean, um, because I mean, I must've been 10 years old or something. I wasn't, um, and you know, he didn't hunt. I was, you know, killing everything with a BB gun and trapping mice like crazy. And, yeah. and, and, um, but he bought that crow call and I took it out of the box and I sat on his back porch and I read the directions and I started blowing that thing. And in a couple of minutes, there was ten or twelve crows flying over the back. No, oh, really. He's cool. like, get the gun!" And I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever ha- I've ever seen in my life." <laughs> you know, so uh, you know that worked. Now, if those crows hadn't come, hell, I you Put know it away, it, I mean it, again, you it. look at things. You, yeah, you How know, many you, times you,
0: after that, you call nothing comes. Nothing from. comes. You, you know what I'm patient. saying? So,
1: I mean, um, all of those. I'm, you know, I, I just couldn't believe it uh I was captivated and fascinated by that, and um so you you look at all these little twists and turns that you have in your in your life so i uh he bought me a lot of calls after that, and um uh my folks we were showing cattle out in Denver one year um I was a freshman in high school I went out there and um there was one guy selling like coyote calls guy by the name of Major Boddicker. And again, who was, I didn't know it then, but I mean, he's a famous, famous guy uh, in that, in that world. And um, so I bought one of his calls. And the same thing, I went out and the first time I used it, bang, I called a fox. And and I just, and, and so all of those things just change your life and you look at it. And then from there, I just, um, you know, when I was in Arizona, I didn't know that I would ever get back to the Midwest. I didn't know what was in store for me, but I, the coon squallers were the first thing that I started selling then. Yeah. And because I knew a lot of the dealers, and, um, so,
0: so did you come up with Zep's calls before Tritronics? Or no, while I was there. While you were there? Yeah,
1: while I was there. Yeah. I, I had, it, it had been something that I had been thinking of when I was working out of my, yeah, living out of my van, working of your van, <laughs> <in the laughs> van. yeah, and, and uh, and then it just felt like, gosh, you know, I could probably a lot of people know who I am in the dog world yeah. at the time. I thought, and coon squallers, I thought, you know, I'm gonna have some of these made. I had them made down there in Tucson and machined, and and really everything that I had, every penny that I had in my life, uh, was in kind of three, um, grocery bags in these calls that are, cause you know, you're machining them and it's sure. expensive and having them anodized and, yeah. and, uh, I've got thousands of these things. And, um, I remember I, I, I got up and it was like three o'clock in the morning. My wife and I weren't, were not were not married then we were engaged and I could just, I was, picking these things up and dropping them back in the bag and dripping picking them up and dropping them back in the bag and my wife came out and she's like mark what are you doing and i looked at her i said what happens if these don't sell yeah you know i was terrified like I,
0: this is it this it's is it. Jumping this is point. it
1: i have thousands of dollars tied up into this And what's good- and what's going to happen and but That's I how always I feel
0: about tt 50 Dex colors yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah, just so you know, I was
1: like, yeah. well, I got I got a pile of yeah, these little hardware your fingers yeah, them, but. <laughs> Right, right, exactly. And so I, you know, had, had packaging made and all of those things to make everything look nice. And I went to uh, Autumn Oaks, and I don't know, I took two hundred of them or something like that, and. You know, I was out of them in like an hour, yeah, you know. That's they just, good. Because <laughs> they looked good. You know, the packaging was good. I, Everything about them looked far more professional than anything else that was on the market. And that just kind of started it. And I thought, well, gosh, you know, if I can make these coon squalors, gosh, I could probably do something with predator calls. Yeah. And then I started working on that. And um,
2: how did they compare? I'm just curious to your, like your new squalors. Is it the same overall design, or it's, have you tweaked it?
1: it? It's pretty much the same. Um, you, a lot of times you're using the same reeds. We buy enough that we have some special things done so, to them.
0: On that but, topic, like, sell your – which one do we have on – because I don't we, use a Kinspar, but we offer one. Yeah, you have probably. a lifetime. You guys time. can you know, lifetime. the lifetime Kinspar. Yeah, because I kind of yeah. told you, I said, I want one skew. I, I hate yep. so many SKUs, and yep. – uh it it just gets really hard to manage inventory cuz like oh I want the pink one I want the purple one I'm like dude I just want one yep, yep. You know, it's yep. a pain but what what is it why why um sell your sell your, I'm giving you a plug here Sales sell, pitch. sell your sell, sell sell a coon Squalor and get it w or yours but what is it that makes it well, work. the purpose
1: of the of the coon is when you're in a competition hunt or when you're pleasure hunting, mm-hmm. and there's leaves on the tree or you tree in a den tree, it mimics the sound of a young coon in distress. So if you're in a hunt and a leafy tree, the coon will look at you. Okay. All right. So you get plus points, and uh, if they're in a den tree, uh, sometimes you can run them out of there, uh, and again that you'll get plus points. So the biggest selling, uh, the biggest. Market for them or is the competition. Yeah.
0: So so somebody, like, I'll be a good example. Like, I seen these coon squallers. I probably got one and I never figured out how to use it. So let's just take a second and educate, use this time to educate somebody who just, I mean, they don't know, they don't know hide from nothing. They, they got a dog and they, they go to so many. Slick trees that they still think there's a chance of seeing a coon. <laughs> you know what, I mean? yeah. what, what do they do? Like explain to somebody brand new who calls you up and says, "Mark, uh, I got this coon squalor. I don't even know what to do with it." Yeah,
1: and I get those calls for squallers. I get those calls for predator calls mm-hmm. for for coyote calls. Um, a lot of time, you know, I always have some laying around the shop and I mean, the biggest, it's nice if you can flutter your tongue, if you can try to, Mm -hmm. when you're blowing into that, where you kind of, when you were a kid playing cops and robbers, like you're shooting a machine gun where you're going, you know, or if you're trying to mimic a rattlesnake or something, now that makes your best sound, uh, where you're fluttering your tongue, (laughs) (laughs) When you're blowing into that, and you blow it at the same yep. time, and you're blowing into that at the same soft time, soft or yep. hard, or all the above, everything, yeah, yeah, a little bit of everything, and then um, a lot of guys that have uh, have had teeth work or have dentures, they can't really flutter their tongue, but if you can blow into it, have both hands where you're blowing it in and muffling it, and, and, it. and wiggling your your fingers around, um, change the. I'm that
2: also. guy. I can't flutter my tongue. Okay. So
0: any and you and now you're saying this for the coon or predator same for the
1: coon squall. It's a little bit different in the in the predator call your your sequences and so, then so
0: the coon squall you flutter and then muffle it and, yep. and long squalls or short or
1: Yes. What
2: <laughs> <make so funny. laughs> Whatever worse <laughs> make makes you see eyeballs. You know,
1: it's funny because when I started coyote hunting um and I with a lot of other people um, that had killed a lot of coyotes. um, And I had called in a lot of predators by then. And I would look at them and I think, well, man, nothing's going to come to that, (laughs) you you know, but that, but it worked for them, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing is you, you can't kill them on your couch, you know, from the house. (laughs) You just got to get out there and go. And um, lots of the sounds that you're going to make, uh, whether you think they sound attractive or not, predators are going to, uh, find them attractive.
0: How long would you call for a then?
1: Well, when you're at a tree, you've got eight minutes of shining time. I usually will squall for a couple minutes. And if they haven't looked by then or I haven't seen them by then, um, uh, you know, try either hitting on the side of the, the tree. Thermals have changed all, so yeah. much of this yeah. now, you know, uh, where... Yeah. Where guys, now they're not even turning a light on when they go into a tree. Yep. You just go in and and uh, turn that thermal imager on and see where he's at. But even that, a squalor is nice if you got to move him around for a judge to find him and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Interesting. I'll check my notes here. I normally don't take notes. We talked about the Garmin Alpha 300. Don't <laughs> <Yeah. No> comment. <laughs> Still not good for there. Um, starting out. You're going to get on another list if you keep talking yeah. about stuff <laughs> like that. I'm not going to get any more TD-15Xs <laughs> now. Feel like if he goes back to his boss and be like, hey. Um, is there anything else? Uh, we have to have you on. This is a good podcast. I, I, you uh, like it? Yeah. I, I think so.
2: I like hearing. I really wanted to hear about the Wick days because I know we've talked a little bit, but I feel like as a young guy getting into the industry, like I always kind of looked to you. I always wanted you for a rep. Like unlike this guy <laughs> no, over here, I, I like, always wanted you, and I raised yeah. holy hell every time they would give me somebody else. And I'm like, dude, I want the same guy. If he's on their side, I want to work under Mark. You know, because I just I've seen and heard all your stories through the years that we've gotten to know each yeah. other, and like you said, you know things work out for a reason, and we're put in certain places at certain times, and you just kind of got to have faith that it's going to lead you. Where you need to be. So I've I've just always enjoyed being around you. You're a great guy to to chat with Pe- and just you, be around. Thank
1: you, thank yeah. you. You know, people always they they want it. They're fascinated by those Wick years, um, and they want to know more about John and some of those those stories. And he was, you know, John is a real introvert. You know, mm-hmm. people read his ads or read the book. They they maybe come away with a d- different. Impression, but he's most comfortable out there with the dogs at night alone. Yeah, and um, I can and we hunted, to that. and <laughs> we hunted um a little bit together. I did not hunt a ton with John when I was out there. Um, and it and it really it it wasn't anything to do that. Well, he was my boss, and that you know you wanted. To have a little bit of free time and that kind of thing. Um because I uh, I always I mean I just kept asking questions and he never quit answering them and I could just go and go and go. I was always picking his brain as I am. Yeah, he's probably but, like I need to wait. Uh, uh, I need to be to wait. for this kid for a minute. But, but um bike. you know, I would just say this if it was anything it was just um hunting with him was not fun. It was a job. Yeah, and and sense. he had told me, he said, you know, you've got a job. This is why I hired you. Yeah. I didn't hire you to hunt in the hunts. I didn't, I, I hired you to be my guy, to be at the hunts so and selling. That. And, and, um, and, and I, and I won't forget that. I don't, I don't forget that. And, you know, guys asked me today, well, you, you haven't been in many competition hunts or no, um, I uh, my first years at Wix, while I would be a backup judge and I would carry the scorecard for judges and write the scores down and do a lot of those things, but um, I never wanted to. Uh, I didn't mind losing to, a- out there at all, but beating people's a you <laughs> winning and winning with class. I, I, I mean, I think that, that I that I do that, but you still have beat somebody. You still taken away their dream. And, and, you know, I never, I never had a, like a dream of winning a world hunt or, or those things. Um, and, um, you know, when I hunted, I, I, I pleasure hunted and I hunted a lot when I was in, in Missouri, but when you went with John, um, and guy, a lot of guys would come out there and hunt with John and I would always tell him, you know, they would come out to the front of the store, and I would just say, how long are you here And And I would just say, look, when you want to quit, just tell them you want to quit. Like, because you can fake this for a couple of nights with him, but, but after that, you can't. Like, I see all these people coming here. I go, just, just trust me. And it never, it never happened. They all felt like um, they, they could hunt with him and hang with him. And and I mean, you know, it's dark, you go hunting, it's light, you come home. Yeah. And the difference was that, you know, in my years, I, I'm sure that before Wicks got big, why he slept long and, and hard, but when he you know, he couldn't do that when I was there because the business was we'd just gotten into that new building. So he would be up by 10 o'clock in the morning now he looked like three trucks ran over him and he'd been in two grizzly bear fights you know for the first 30 minutes but he did that like night after night and guys would come to hunt with him and like the third day you you could just see they would come in and i'm like dude just go back to bed yeah. like just go back to bed for the day just tell him you just you just need to, to rest more yeah. i go you can't hang with him i go i'm I, <laughs> i'm telling you I, you yeah. know i ran 60 miles a week back then <laughs> i was like you know in my 20s and and uh i had tons of energy and go but you you, you know you just he, he he was a guy that a um, that would just could function off of very little sleep and go and go and go. And um, and you weren't just turning one dog loose. You know, he would turn two dogs. It's exact. you know, guys would ask, well, what's hunting with him like? I said, just read his books. It's exactly like that. I go, You're going to turn two dogs loose in here. You're going to drive a couple of miles down the road. You're going to turn two more in there. You're going to drive another little bit. You'll turn two more in there. Then you'll drive back and you'll get the first two and they're like what i and uh i had my my buddy from ohio jay dar the first time he came out and hunted with me and it was during season and um we did some of that and he was like what in the world are you doing where did you learn to hunt like this you know he he wanted no part of it after a little bit you know and uh and it does it just it'd just wear you out and and uh you know, the first couple of years that I was at Wicks, he hunted competitively, uh, in the PKC circuit. And, you know, the pro, the pro circuit was the big deal then. And I mean, he had, you know, three dogs in the top 10 of that thing for a couple of years running. And, um, you know, the first year when I was at Wicks, I went down to Louisiana with him and we hunted down there and, in, in this neat Deep cypress swamps for a week. It was just—I mean, it was just—I couldn't even believe it. You know, it was the yeah. dream come true. i and here I am with John, and, uh, and and hunting this, these these gorgeous places. And then we hunted down there for a week, and then we went to a hunt. Well, then he wins it. You know, pro hunt. He he wins it. And then, so he did a lot of competition. Hunting. Yes. Okay. And then. 2 weeks later we go to another hunt. He wins that. Now, These are $4,000 checks, you know, right. back then which was now there's $100,000 hunts, but but um uh and I think the first 3 hunts that we went to, he won two of them and placed like second in the um in the third one. And here's another thing that was crazy about that that I didn't tell him till afterwards. Every place we would go those first 3 hunts we when we stayed in a hotel when they gave us the room, it was always room two nineteen.
2: No oh, really. Oh, that worked out.
1: Different states, different, and I'm just going. Oh like
2: There's that. something to and this. After
1: that, even now, I'm like, man, nah, two nineteen <laughs> open. I want two nineteen. Yeah, no kidding.
2: What are we in? I'm changing. I'm yeah, we didn't my... change rooms before.
1: Oh <laughs> uh, Do uh, you uh, find out why? No, I mean that just how that was. I didn't even say anything to John about that until. <laughs> later on you know i'm like
0: uh i should ask him yeah because i was there's a story there well
1: no i was handling all the hotel reservations oh so you I he just knew what any, was working. I didn't any request any room oh, number. It was just coincidence. This huh? was just totally coincidence. Oh, okay. Yeah, just a random thing. I, I thought
0: I, he was like, no, that was a weird thing. No, he look, no, like he no went not at all. Without.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and so we just kept getting stuck He's in just the same pulled, room. Just pulls up the <laughs> lobby. Yeah, <funny>. like, hey, <laughs> I got 219 open. <laughs> next one oh, I go. to, hotel. I'm asking Yeah, it was a crazy, I mean, just, you know, there you are with your, you know, your hero. Mm hmm he's winning these hunts. It's just, you know, you can't, even, it was just, a, it was a, it was a great time of life. Now's a great time of life. You know, we've got a, I'm married. I've got a son that's 16. He's a basketball player. He just, the other night, I literally just three nights ago, Amber looked at, And she said, he's got you. He's taller than you now. <laughs> that's a hard know, to do, man. And my golly, he is, you know, and, and, uh so it's 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 uh wonderful to watch him play basketball. I
0: heard I heard a joke we ended up here, I got a, a thing that was a joke one time and and uh you know Road Rage, is minivan here. And the guy pulls up and I forget what comedian it was that said this, this isn't mine, but he pulls up, you know, and he's like rolls down the window. It was maybe Rodney Carrington or something, and he says he rolls down the window and he Mark <laughs> pulls up his minivan and he rolls down and he goes I just wanna tell you I'm sorry for cutting you off back there. <laughs> you know, yeah. He's like gonna kick his ass, like he'll roll down the window <laughs> yeah. all pissed off and like, I just wanted to apologize for cutting you off back there. I didn't mean to
2: God damn, he's a big son of a bitch. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think that
0: was Rodney. Oh Rodney Carrington. I I totally muffled that joke up. yeah, you gotta look for it. But he's like yeah. He's driving now, huh? Yeah. That's cool. Well, Mark, that was a good one. Like I know we got you gotta get ready for your booth. We're over here at Wisconsin. And we got to actually do some work today, but...
1: Um. No, it's great. And folks, I think if folks haven't come over here to the Wisconsin Bear Hunters, it's a it's a great event.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank What's you. your favorite? So you get to hit all the shows. I mean, what... what, yeah. what? Uh, Grand American. Grand American. And then Autumn Oaks. Autumn Oaks. Those
1: Oaks. Those, t- those two. I mean, they're... Uh,
0: did, you get, did you hit plot days last week?
1: Uh, I did not. Okay. No.
0: Uh, they, keep, they keep asking us to go over there. We don't travel to these shows too much. It's so... Like, I would rather go... Like, I, we went to Eastern Idaho, so it's like, a dinner <laughs> banquet most of the time. This is really the only show we really vend at. because sure, so. It's big enough, and and uh, it resonates with our customers. You know what I mean? Like, I I just feel like, uh, for, for me, I know going to Autumn Oaks and, and those things, we would make more customers, and it wouldn't be a bad thing. But for me, I'm kind of like, oh, I got a good customer base. I'm okay with who we got, and... And so this show is just one of those ones I get to meet customers that we have. I it's great. It's your
1: niche, and yeah. and you're in Washington State. For gosh sakes, like, you know, I mean, <laughs> you're not. It's not like you're centrally located, right. Um, right? To go to these things, so there's a a huge expense uh, getting folks here, and yeah, hotels and, and eating and all those things, uh, rental vehicles, or uh, yeah. Uh, so you've got to uh, is. You, you got to sell a lot just to, to come out even, you know? And, and yeah. And, and we did the Autumn Oaks. Jason went there.
0: And I think, I mean, at some point, it's like I pencil it in and I'm like, I, you know, to set a booth up and vend is such a pain in the ass. Whereas, uh, it's awesome anywhere. to go to though. It's in South
1: Carolina, South Carolina. so you're, it's literally across the other, yeah. across the country for you. you know? So, but people and it's a tough to time this. of year. Also, it's it's January, first week of yeah. January, so you're already busy where you're at, yeah. and you're already you're still cat, you, yourself you yourself are still wanting to hunt cats, so it's just. And I find myself now. Uh, I, I used to live for the events in it killed me like when COVID hit and I couldn't travel the first six months of that, I thought I was going to lose my mind. Yeah. You know, I mean, because I've been traveling for 30 years. You wore out the other place, the carpet. Right, houses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big Mike making circles. Yeah. So, like, but I just, I just, uh but now it's, it's, uh, I don't want to like, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I want to go to the, to, to those bigger events, yeah. but, um, at least until my boys out of high school, why, uh, and done playing basketball, why I'm happy to be home as well. Yeah, for
0: sure. I'm I'm the opposite, like oh, opposite, but, but the kids and my kids were, were getting to that age, you know, where I'm like, okay. And I took them with me to Eastern Idaho with me just, just so they could see, cause I want them to know number one thing I could, I could explain our business, you know, because I mean? they, like
2: Jason was talking about, he went to. Elk oh yeah, Elk my Creek. kids lost their mind at Elk Creek. Yeah, like
0: dad, he's got dad, our. He's like dad, there's a truck. W
2: sticker. I'm like, yeah. Wait, there's another one. How come they're all wearing your shirts? Because they have. I work from my office. They know that dad walks into his office. He works and he goes. You know, then he comes and plays. Yeah, but they don't understand like the magnitude and the the outreach that we have. So for them, it was pretty mind boggling. Yeah. And it's cool to see your kids and, go. Like Brad that's went with us. One of the things us. I wanted to take him there was
0: so I could, you know, number one, have a conversation. I was like, look, you know, um, there's a lot of people that support us. You know what I mean? Like it, absolutely. Like you say, this this family, this customer base. It's not just you know a dollar bill. I'm like the fact that you know um, we can survive as a family. I don't have to work at Intel anymore, and and that, you know I have the freedom. We can go camping, and I can you know do things with them, or whatever. I'm like. These These are the people people, that help us do that. You know what I mean? Like we really need to make sure that they understand the, it's not just this bucket of money, you know, W that just, it's this thing. It's like, no, there's people behind this whole. There's a community. And, and it was really special for me to be able to go meet those guys. And it's really special for those guys to be able to see us. And, and, and I just don't, we don't do that a lot. And so I was like, I really wanted them to see it. And I hope they learned something because, you know, you know they're they're just getting in their teens, so they're young still. but yep. You know, I really want to make sure they don't grow up to be like shitheads. <laughs> There's plenty of those out there, <laughs> right? Uh, so, anyways, Mark, anything else do we cover? That's it. We'll have to do another one. We, we I know. Talk need a we're series. Make, make fun. You, you got all red. Bones? Oh, that's yep. right. You were yeah, red bone guy. Yeah, yeah. That next time.
1: Red or dead, man. <laughs> I just <can. laughs>
0: I try to keep a red one in my pack. I like the America pack, red, white, and blue. Yeah. So, all right, Mark, good one. Hey,
1: thanks, guys. Yep.